Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. We got another Clone Wars talk episode for you guys. Uh, we're going over season five episodes, uh, season 501, uh, 501, 514, 515, and 516. That's episodes 101 through 104. Uh, Revival, Eminence, Shades of Reason, and The Lawless. We're going to be chatting all about this next amazing Darth Maul arc um, in the Clone Wars and uh, a great kind of finishing off point for season five we're almost done with season five we got one more arc to go let's chat about it with diego another happy landing The war is near, Diego. <laughs> oh, yeah. what, what was yeah. that? I said good. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, uh, wow. So, pretty, pretty sweet arc. Um, I would say... Um, off, off the top of your head, would you say that this is now kind of more accepted because i know the first time that you saw maul and his resurrection stuff as cool as it is to have him back you're a little hesitant at uh just how they did it right has that kind of been swept to the side now that you've seen this arc as well i mean they, they still really haven't explained like uh i mean all we have really is in terms of his survival is like his hatred and he says he uh, he uses, uh, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to go that Well, uh, whatever. Uh, he uses his master's teachings, uh, for, you know, um, yeah. uh, to, 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 you know, stay alive and, you know, Darth Sidious eventually, uh, you know, he, he feels his presence in the force and he goes to meet them and, uh, yeah, but we'll get to that later. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I'd say like in terms of arc wise in the show so far, um, this one, uh, the one with General Krell, um, uh, and yeah, there's a few other ones, but I'd say those are probably my top two, mm -hmm. top two favorites. Um, uh, there was the Mortis arc. Uh, Mor Mortis was good because of the the, like the expansiveness, um, the expansiveness. Um, but like pure action wise, probably these yeah. two. Uh, th this one is, I wouldn't say this one was as packed, as jam packed action wise as, you know, the one with General Krell, but uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the, a lot more lightsaber uh, fights, a lot more lightsabers, yeah. a lot more, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, it's small. <laughs> it's small. I mean, we get to see Sidious, and he comes back, and he has a he has a glorious moment. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, let's get into it. I mean, the first one is called Revival, and the fortune cookie on this one is um, strength of character can defeat strength in numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Um... This kind of picks up, I guess, where we left off with Maul and Savage Press being, um, I guess, kind of found its space. Because the last time we saw them, Ventress had come into the p- picture and rescued Kenobi from from them. They were about to kill Kenobi. And, you know, she came in and basically rescued Kenobi. And, and then uh, they basically stole their ship and left them basically for dead, floating in space in, in their, their cockpitless, you know, ship kind of thing right so i guess they they you know they're found by the pirates and and now uh is that wait am i am i getting this right um um oh no no, no sorry that, that's i'm thinking of the pirates is uh, is i think it's a sorry little... i'm thinking of death watch episode um yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. this one picks up... Yeah, sorry, they've been going around the galaxy killing Jedi. So off the bat, like, from the from the recap, we see uh, them just straight up killing Jedi, like, as they're doing uh-huh. their thing. Uh-huh. And uh, we get this interesting moment on a space station where Maul kind of affirms that Savage is the apprentice in their brotherhood relationship. Uh, yeah, that... <clears throat> I found that moment very interesting because, I mean, here we have Darth Maul. It's been 10 plus years uh, since his, uh, since he was, you know, a- officially a Sith Lord, right? And um, or a Sith Apprentice, I should say. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's been all this time. He's miraculously survived off the teachings and, and what he's learned from his master, that being Darth Sidious. But um, it, it's 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 pretty cool how he gives him the whole, you know, there's, there's always two, uh, spiel, uh, much like the one that he was given from his master, um, Darth Sidious. But I find it interesting because he, there's, there's a couple moments where he kind of, he kind of contradicts himself throughout this arc where in some moments he says, oh, we're, we're crime Lords. Uh, some parts he says we're Sith Lords. Um, you know, uh, so there's, I, I found that kind of interesting as as to why he wouldn't just pick a name and kind of stick with it, um, but yeah, uh, this one this one was. Uh, um, he's a bit of both. I mean, he's like he's a yeah. he's a Sith and he's a crime lord at this point because he's trying to build his own stature uh, as a Sith lord. He's trying to get some power, right, and power for them is ruling over the weak so for uh this is something that palpatine said to dooku back when we saw the uh the um cadavo arc where they took all the twi'lek slaves and everything like that you know all the zigerian uh slavers and palpatine says in a hologram to dooku he says uh long have sith empire has been built upon the backs of slaves and this is exactly yeah. what Small and uh, and Savage are trying to do. They're trying to accomplish building some sort of level of power that they can use against the Jedi, which uh, at the moment they're scraping the bottom of the barrel looking for, 
you know resources like money and they're stealing stuff and like they're they're really like kind of desperate because the jedi are hunting them and that's all that they got is just them and just whatever they can find for, by stealing and and stuff like that so they're like okay we need to like come up with a plan maul kind of just takes the lead he's like this is going to be my plan you're the apprentice and we're going to go hire ourselves some pirates or something like that because you know this this needs to kind of expand beyond us too yeah and it it, it really it really transcends from like you know bad blood and just wanting revenge to like no i want revenge but now i want to you know perhaps get back as some other people perhaps i want to i want to do my own thing um but there was an interesting quote um that uh savage and um uh there's an exchange between savage and darth maul um one <coughs> uh i think um it was yeah savage press he says um because they hijack this pirate ship, right? And they they get this, uh, they they find a whole bunch of loot, right? And they 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 steal it, of course. And he says something along the lines to Darth Maul that uh, you know we're rich. Um, and 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 Darth Maul cleverly says back, um, "True fortune, it will be the demise of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, not credits and chips." Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that pretty pretty cool but um there was also one more quote i think it was in this episode or no no but it has something to it's it's in my notes for another episode but it also has to do with greed um so yeah uh they they uh they eventually fight uh this time it's you know savage oppress uh darth maul obi-wan kenobi and uh that other jedi's name i don't oh addy gallia Um, yeah yeah, yeah. So they fight. Um, you know, Savage Oppress kind of guts her. Uh, yeah, with his and, massive you know, with her. his horn. Yeah, that was a pretty brutal kill. Yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, that was barbaric. Yeah, and like you could see her like <laughs> kind of being really winded from that. Like while she was going down, she was like yeah. gasping for air. That was quite. It was quite yeah. a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like this, this arc has a lot of like a lot of those kills. That's like that's just that's just that's barbaric. yeah that's just savage oh, yeah. like that's it's it's an awesome kill but it's like that is crazy well right? it's interesting because um, savage oppress i mean like his name if you like split it up into two words it's savage oppress right yeah. savage oppressor right like i mean the guy's name is like <laughs> you know totally built into the character um exactly yeah i mean the guy's yeah. just savage like that's but i mean you, you know it's pronounced savage but it's it's just it's savage honestly yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah that's totally right um you know and some good comedy from uh from oh hondo my goodness hondo is absolutely the star of this episode like he yeah. makes me laugh almost every time he opens his mouth throughout this entire episode as as kind of gruesome and dark as it is he's just this guy that is just so funny like he's just so ridiculous and so out there that that anything he does and says it's golden that's right uh i think it was when they take over the the pirate ship who are you know working for hondo and they say we'll work for for you mall and for press uh and then they kind of have a conversation with uh hondo over hologram and uh I think I think Hondo says like a betrayal. Like, oh, I'm so <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> might have been betrayed me. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traitors, thieves. I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he he's he's a loopy one, uh Hondo, I swear, man. Like he's he's the most bipolar one yeah, on yeah, this yeah. entire show. Like he's like he's happy one moment and then he's like completely like, you know, outside of the coin. Like Yeah, we've we've right? definitely had discussions about that when he was like uh befriending the kids, the little younglings, right? Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, like this, this, this guy is just so out there. Like he, 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 I love him so much. He's one of the best characters in the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an awesome pirate. I, I love him. Um, so yeah, the Obi-Wan and, uh, Maul, Maul and Opress, they get into a duel and, um, we see, you know, they're, 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 you know, both brutally strong uh and obi-wan is holding his own weight right and it was what was nice about this one and compared to the last time we saw them fight it it almost felt like an injustice to obi-wan because obi-wan just you know he outsmarted darth maul as a padawan he's a master now so you know when i first saw that the first run with darth maul officially back right uh, i was like that's just a you know that's a huge uh, slap in the face to Obi-Wan in my eyes. But in this arc, he definitely fights a lot better, I would say. Well, he um, wasn't taken off. Like, that's the thing. That, that's what I mentioned last time as well, because I know that you're not a huge fan of the fact that Obi-Wan got taken down so easily. But he he didn't uh-huh. expect Savage Opress to, like, pop out and, like, you know, start. Because when he pops out and startles him like that, he's like, you. And then, and then he just gets pummeled to the ground, right? Like, he's just totally taken yeah. off guard. And in the hologram message, it was only Maul in that hologram, right? So they baited Obi-Wan out there on purpose, Obi-Wan thinking it's just Darth Maul. But in actual fact, there's two of them. And so he really was outnumbered, right? And even in this episode, like, he's definitely struggling to keep up with both of them, right? Like, I mean, Maul has always been quite the match for Obi-Wan in a way, but Obi-Wan has always kind of gotten the better of him. And, And that's the thing about Maul. He's always... He's always getting the short end of the stick, no matter who he goes up against, most of the time. But uh, mm. but when he's got the support of Savage Press, who's just like a powerhouse, you know, like they're they're yeah. actually a quite a deadly combo if if one weren't to be expecting it. That's right. Uh, and but again, by you know, you have and and this is what I said because like um uh in in the fight scene you know they're they're having a a clash between the sabers uh you know the classic star wars clash and uh it's it's both of them and obi-wan's to a wall right and then he just does this move where he goes underneath and cuts savage's um arm off and and that moment is just another you know it's like in the phantom menace brain over brawn right you know he sees maul he's taunting him right He's he's taunting him. He's swinging his lightsaber. He's like, "Get up here or something. Do something." Moves his saber to the side. He sees Qui Gon's, pulls it in, jumps up, cuts him in half. Yeah. He's diced. That's yeah. It, it, it always seems that Maul has Obi Wan pinned because he does get he does yeah. get a, the better of him for the most part, and then Obi Wan last minute always outsmarts him somehow, right? Uh-huh. So That's yeah, right. so it is quite interesting how that always works out in his favor. That Maul is just so desperate to kill this guy that he doesn't he's not thinking straight he's all about the rage right so he's yeah. always being outsmarted by somebody and he's uh, yeah yeah and and sam whitworth the guy the, the like the voice uh behind maul i mean he he put it 
in a way that that uh that isn't like it's the best way that i could put it as well i guess is maul's this character that's always trying to like push this boulder up the hill and every single time like it just keeps on rolling back down again and like you know like the guy is just destined to fail every single time i mean it was it's just in his nature that's right um and yeah and 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 you know it's he's not the only character who you know kind of pins obi-wan and he gets the better of him like episode three uh you know i i have the high ground don't try it just underestimate my power if i takes all of his mm-hmm. limbs off right you know yeah, like, that's uh, another thing so, yeah because anakin yeah. technically lasts longer in that fight right like he's definitely on top of obi-wan in the battle but obi-wan outsmarts anakin and that and uh-huh. then gets the better of him so that's kind of obi-wan's thing is he's always outsmarting his opponent and that is a very you know it's a very good quality to have as a swordsman because you're definitely if you're not in the position of overpowering your opponent, then outsmarting them is the only way you can win. That's right. I mean, not to not to kind of say that he's not the most powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 a Jedi Master. He is powerful, but in terms of you know just straight power, he's not. It's not at the height of that list. I mean, I I would say Anakin. Mm-hmm. Is, is probably closer to that list as far as uh, Jedi go, um, but but yeah, every every yeah. time he's he's pinned down, he he outsmarts yeah. them, right? You know, Jango Fett, he throws a, a tracking device on the ship as they leave. Exactly, you know? so, yeah. Uh, like thing, little things like yeah, that. Yeah, because let's not forget that it was Anakin who kills Count Dooku in Episode Three, not Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan is taken out, like you know, it, it gets yep. knocked. Out. If it wasn't for Anakin, Obi Wan would be dead. So like yeah. yeah it is true like like Obi-Wan he's a smart guy but he's definitely not the absolute best Jedi fighter out there and yeah. um his his outsmarting techniques are kind of what what is a a big feature for him so so I think that's why it's so important to kind of remember I know you're not a huge fan of it but like um like I think it's a very important moment for Obi-Wan because in that moment that he gets surprised back in those first episodes that we saw Maul return uh he's the one that's being outsmarted so now he has nothing going for him he's he's outsmarted and he's outpowered and it's only due to Ventress coming in that really saves his skin because like the guy is like completely helpless at this point so like it's nice to see him in a different position in this episode where he's able to actually like be prepared and he's the one that's hunting Maul down. Um, so now we're we're watching where we want him to be, which is like on top of on top of his foe kind of thing, right? That's right. Yeah, and uh, I I think that you know when um, you know that uh, eventually uh, I don't know if it's in in this show or in uh, other shows or whatever. Um, you know, eventually they they will fight again one on one, just how it was in the beginning. Uh, the result of the fight, I don't know, but um, I'm pretty sure that they do come together once once more. But um, that's pretty much all I got for this one, other than one last uh, interesting point. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, obviously Savage and Darth Maul, they they've made themselves present. Uh, 
Palpatine can feel yep. it after a quick little briefing of what's yes. going down. Uh, you know, P- Palpatine just says to everyone, you know, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. They're, you yeah. know, they're not, they're not, we, we should focus on Count Dooku, you know, let's focus on the yeah. war. And then he's always, the Jedi leave the room and then he has that, you know, sinister smile. He's always right? trying to get the Jedi so, to refocus on the Clone War. He's like, what? We, we, that, yeah, yeah, let it, him play with the rebel. It is no you know, significance to the Senate. And, you know, it's just yeah, like, exactly. it's just like, ugh, it's that guy again, you know, let him, let him play around with his pirates and stupid stuff. Right. Like, like he's no match for the Republic army or, you know, he's one yeah. dude in like a, a galaxy of billions, right? Like there's, he's yeah. no threat. To, like Palpatine does not feel any fear about Maul's return at all. He's like, if no. he becomes a problem, I will deal with him. But he's not obviously telling the Jedi that. He's he's just like, he knows though, if he does do something about it, it'll get done, right? And Palpatine, Palpatine yeah. knows, he's like, okay, if if this guy becomes a problem, he's like, he's, I know he's thinking like, I'm going to deal with it. But I want the Jedi in the position where, where I put them, which is to focus on the Clone War, which is yeah. part of the grand plan that he has in place, right? So yeah, that exactly. is a very important moment to note is that very last conversation there. So that leads into the next episode, which is called Eminence. Yeah, so fortune cookie on this one is one vision can have many interpretations. Um, you know, so true. Uh, you know, in real life and Star Wars and everything. That that's like that's one of my favorite quotes. Um, yeah, and so many I different think, whole series. Yeah, and so many different visions for so many different plans. Like, I mean, in this episode, Death Watch finds. Maul and Savage, after their hustle with Hondo and Obi-Wan Kenobi and stuff, they find them floating in space in the cockpit and stuff like that of the, or the sorry, the yeah. escape pod. And uh, they take them in and, and fix them up and, and whatever. And they kind of make an alliance. But um, but yeah, like you can tell that Pre Vizsla and Maul are kind of clashing over over who's plan to actually go with. And Maul again asserts his dominance and he's like, no, 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 no. we need a singular vision, my vision. Yeah. And previously, you can clearly see, you know, clenches his fist several times. Yeah, he gets times. pretty you know, he's pissed. Not, yeah. he, he's, he's pissed and he's he's not happy about it, yeah. right? But he plays ball because he knows that, you know, there could be, you know, an upside to this. Yeah. Like he could come out on top kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, you can see him slowly yeah, getting worn down over these episodes of becoming like less and less patient with Maul and his dominance over his leadership kind of thing. Yeah, definitely not. It doesn't. It doesn't really uh, it doesn't appease him. No. That's for sure. Like he's definitely not happy about it. I, I would say he, I don't know if it's more of an ego thing, but like he, you can tell he's one of those characters. He likes being in yeah. charge, uh, which is you know why he wants Mandalore. Um, uh, and it probably makes sense because he wa- he wants to be in charge of Mandalore so bad. And we've seen that how many times throughout the show yeah, now? Yeah, like, I mean, that's know, with, that's with the entire the, purpose of this character. Like when we when exactly. we first met Previsla, he was making deals with the with uh count dooku to try and take over mandalore at the time right so Uh you know this is this has been a constant struggle of his to try and undermine satine and and gain control over mandalore so now he finds a guy who's actually willing to help him out who's got power who's not dooku who's a sith and you know and uh bo katan is a little resistant at first but then maul kind of you know he backs up his his like ability to give them what they want kind of thing and then they they're basically like okay we need some allies and maul's vision consists of a a unified crime syndicate 
which brings in the Black Sun, the Huts, the Pike Syndicate. Um, am I missing anybody? Uh, the, like they, they, they basically have this, this, uh, uh, multi, Mafia. yeah, this like multi, uh, connected kind of crime syndicate going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this syndicate does have a name eventually, which we do, we do get kind of later on, but I'll get that. I'll get, I'll get into that a little later. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what did you think of the black sun and their kind of their, their headquarters and like the execution of the black sun leaders, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that was an embarrassment for, for the guys who actually like looked up to the guy. Right. Cause you know, you have, it doesn't matter what, what syndicate they're from. Right. You know, the, the guys who are kind of like le- taking orders from the, the head honcho, if you will, like they, they you know they fear him in a sense but then some random pirates you don't even know who these guys are they just have red lightsabers like oh they must be a big deal surely enough you know savage press decapitates the dude staff you know throws the staff at him and decapitates him and you know uh, <laughs> the guy has a funny quote after maul says so uh so you know the choice is yours you can you can you know be with us or be against us kind of thing right and then he's you know the guy they literally just got decapitated for for god's sake and he's like you know what after close after careful consideration i think i think we'll uh we'll be on yeah, your side yeah. like yeah <laughs> so so that was that was a funny moment um but you know like it, it, it's it's cool because uh, like he he's he's making this mini army right yeah he wants to take syndicates from all 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 places you know the huts pikes all those other guys we mentioned already mm-hmm. um and he 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 has a big scheme um you know in mind but it, it seems like well especially what i noticed in this episode like darth maul he's he's a cool character but like he just his rage and his thirst for power, like it's so strong, right? Uh, I can't really compare it to Phantom Menace because we get so little of him uh, in the movie, right? You know, and we we see he's an amazing duelist. He's he's insane, yeah. right? Um, but you know, like other than that, we don't really get to see much. But in in this, like it, you know, he's he's back in the galaxy, do you know, not on some deserted, you know, junker planet right and he's actually doing things and he's his thirst for power along with his teachings as a former sith apprentice you know it it makes him so blinded by his hatred right and it just every time he he wants something it always seems like he gets he gets you know he gets one step forward but he always gets like five steps back right so but it never seems to stop him he keeps going and he's always trying yeah yeah, yeah. He's always having to um, reinvent his plans. Um, yeah, exactly. So we got, uh, yeah, we got um, Pre Vizsla cracking in this episode, basically becoming so impatient with Maul's ignorance to dominate his leadership over the um, over the Shadow Collective. That's the name of the unified crime syndicate that he has going on, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that he finally he's like okay we're gonna kill this guy if we get the chance kind of thing so that's pretty much all i got for this one if unless you got 
Anything else? Um, yeah, it's just in regards to uh, Maul's plan. So, you know, towards the end of the episode, Maul tells Pre Vizsla that he needs, you know, a, a, a list of all the vital systems to Mandalore. Um, but you, we can quickly see that Pre Vizsla, you know, he plans to screw them over. Yeah. But like I said earlier, you know, let's play ball with them, you know, appease them, keep them happy. Yeah. And then when it's time to strike, you know like a cobra yeah, he's like okay but, these guys can yeah. get us what we need and then when we get what we need we'll just betray them right yeah exactly um so yeah that leads us into the next one in the arc which is called shades of reason um and the cookie on this one is alliances can um alliances can stall true intentions uh so you know so you know at this point it 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 leads up with um you know Savage Press and Maul they they kind of they they put two and two together and they they figure out that they're they're going to be you know betrayed um but th- uh, there was an interesting quote it's the only way for now um and you know it, it's 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 so it's it's so cool to see um just how twisted everyone is like this guy you know he's like all right I'll play ball, but when it's your time, you're done. And same thing there. Like they, they know that they're going to be screwed over by this guy, but they're like, let's play ball. And then we'll strike. We're more powerful anyways. Right. Kind of thing. So, you know, there's so much, uh, everyone's twisted. Right. And it's, there's it's 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 just great um yeah yeah you like you i I mean you're a big dark side guy like you really like episodes like this when it comes to like just a bunch of bad guys all like going at each other and you know it's super dark and twisted and like (laughs) yeah yeah, like i really like these ones i i love it because it's like you know it's just the everyone's so mad and pissed off at each other like the hatred just like takes everyone from within right and it just the whole situation implodes on on itself so it's awesome um a couple interesting um quotes uh you know maul likes savage oppresses greed uh as motivation and he says to him you know you've learned well my apprentice yeah uh and it's you know he's really taken on that master role right but you know it, it's it's funny how a lot of the times you know he's you know what he's facing you know obi-wan kenobi or he's you know facing a mandalorian you know he can do so much better and i think like i don't know like i think maul in a sense like is he blinded by rage yes is, does he have a lot of hatred yes in a way is he more powerful I don't really know. I can't really say. I mean, he doesn't have those spider legs now. He got uh, somewhat normal robotic legs uh, in the last episode. So, like, you know, he's he's definitely not someone you want to mess with, right? But he's, I, I think he's just uh, in the shadow of his former self. Because you, you look at Phantom Menace, like, easily one of the best fight scenes, right? just the three of them, Qui-Gon, Darth Maul, and Obi-Wan, right? But we can see how he's wielding that staff saber, and he's he's just, he's doing amazing, right? And in the show, he's only got the half that he lost in the Mm -hmm. movie. Um, And he's, yes, he's still powerful, but he's not, he's not, uh, he's not his former self. Yeah, he's handicapped, but I mean, you'd think if you're so blinded by rage, you should, in a in a sense, be wicked powerful. I mean, look at Darth Vader. Yes, he's 
like 90% robotic at that point. But I mean, you know, look at uh, Rogue One mm-hmm. and that scene. Look at, you know, some of the video games. I mean, he's yeah. he's not a guy you want to mess with, right? Yeah, I think that's so. the one thing about Maul that, that I mean, he's, he's a powerful guy. But at the same time, even though he had that one victory um, against Qui-Gon Jinn, he still failed. Like, he, he still yeah. failed to kill both the Jedi and assassinate the the queen and uh and that was his that was his mission right so so like he still failed that mission even though he killed one of the jedi and it happened to be the master he still failed and and i think like that's that's the one thing about maul is even though he has minor victories he's always falling down he's always uh getting pushed down that hill again because like no matter how hard he tries to tries to climb to the top there's things that are always getting in his way there's people that are always going to overpower him and and like this is like it's a great example like throughout most of the time that we see him in this in this show is that every time we see him the guy's got a brilliant plan and then something gets in his way and you know he just doesn't make it anymore or or some or someone yeah. overpowers him and ruins ruins his plans or something like that. Like that's that's just the nature of this character. And as cool as he is, and as amazing as he fights, and as great as his minor victories go, like killing the odd Jedi here and there, he's killed a few at this point now, and um, with Savage and stuff like that, and also Qui Gon and all that ten years ago. Like even though he's got these minor victories, he also just always fails <laughs> something always gets in the way so uh yeah that's that's the like the one thing about this character that that is inevitable yeah yeah and it's it it, it kind of sucks because there are certain characters that you know they last so long right i mean palpatine is like the the epitome of this example right you know you have darth maul who's like i almost i almost want him to you know like i I want him to assassinate the queen right i want him to do all this stuff but it's always one step forward 10 steps back right whereas palpatine just sits in the corner you know twiddles his thumbs and just watches everything crumble uh in front of him right and he he lasts so long don't get me wrong i love palpatine amazing character one of my favorites but i mean he he just for doing how little he does action wise in the movies uh different story for the show but um you know he he's the phantom menace uh, he just he's he's the phantom he's the phantom menace like Like, he works with what he's got and i think that's what compares to maul as far as Maul goes, he's a guy who's trying so hard and he just always fails. Palpatine, things get in his way, but the guy always comes out on top because, he, exactly. because he's the one who knows what he's doing. He's the one that can work with failure. Uh, uh, it's not his failure because he turns whatever kind of minor obstacles get in his way into an advantage somehow. Like he he uses the victories of his enemies to his advantage, and yeah. and and all the time we see this throughout the show, and, and even when the Jedi have small victories, and you know he says to Dooku at one point in the show, I forget when he says, uh, "Allow the Republic this small victory, my friend." You know, uh, after all, like this will work out in our in our advantage down the road or something like that. I think it's I think uh-huh. it's in the in one of the first. It might have been the theatrical release when they finally returned Rada to Jabba or something like that. I think it was back then, all the way back then. But yeah, like it's a good example of like how Palpatine is the kind of guy 
that's completely the opposite of, of Maul. Like Maul's this really cool, sweet character, but he's always failing. And Palpatine is just the master behind the scenes that knows what he's doing, and he's always coming out on top. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, those guys like amazing, but kind of kind of robbed of 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 a lot of a lot of potential. But you know what? I think the big thing, the big difference between them, patience. Yeah. You know, mall powerful, whatever. No patience. No patience. Wants he's, it. Wants it all yeah, right away. All you know, Palpatine. Palpatine's got all the power, all everything. He's got the patience too. He just sits back and lets his puppets do it for him, right? So again, brain over brawn. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, you know, pre Vizsla, he kind of fake arrests all the like crime lords of these syndicates, mm-hmm. like the, the 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 head honchos who basically uh, infiltrate and and take hostage uh, the people of Bandora, yeah. right? Uh, you know, lots of people, the Duchess Satine gets thrown in jail and all that, all that stuff. Um, you know, M- <laughs> Maul and Savage, they're, they're, they're fake arrested too, uh, as a kind of a big plot. And, you know, they're, they're both put in prison, they escape and, you know, he, he, Darth Maul looks to make use of, of, of who can, he can find in, in, in the prison cells. Right. Uh, and he, he he finds out this this code that the um, you know death watch has where it's like if you kill the leader like they 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 go to that guy right so you know he he learns this code and he he uses this code to his advantage he duels pre vizsla um kills him with the dark saber um but then interestingly enough you know as after he you know he 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 decapitates him right uh and puts on a nice show in that duel for everyone in the room you know it's 50-50 with Death Watch because, you know, half of them are like, okay, yeah. you know, our code is our code. Let's go with Maul. And the other guys are like, no, yeah, screw Bo- that. Like, yeah. I don't want to work with them. Yeah, like, Bo-Katan. Yeah. Bo-Katan, uh, very loyal to pre Vizsla and the Vizsla clan. She doesn't feel right about having an outsider rule Mandalore. So so exactly. she leads a rebellion within the Mandalorian ranks. And, and yeah, and now, now there's like a civil war going on Mandalore. So a uh, cool way to set up the next episode. But there's two quotes that kind of stuck out to me that Pre Vizsla has. Some of the best quotes I think I've ever heard him say. Um, it was towards the beginning when uh, they start, you know, taking all these, you know, fake custodies of, of all the crime lords and stuff like that. When they're faking all these, you know, crimes across the, across the city. And he says the name Mandalore should set fear into the hearts of these of these gangsters, and it just and and he says the resurrection of our warrior past is about to begin. So like those two quotes are really cool because like it just really reaffirms how much he believes in the fact that Mandalorians were once warriors and how much he wants Mandalore to be what it was. Right. So. In a twisted way, I don't think the guy's all that evil. Like he's he's got this this very clear vision of what he wants for Mandalore. And I mean, he obviously very much disagrees with the fact that Mandalore is just ruled by a pacifist ruling. Right. But he has no interest in taking any over, over any other uh, neutral systems. And this is the difference between his plan and Maul's plan. Maul's like, I'm going to use these guys to my advantage to take over other planets. And pre Vizsla, he put, he turns his back on Maul and he, and he's like, no, no, no. My plan stops here. I got what I want. I got Mandalore. You can stuff it kind of thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. 
that's that is is to me is a little more uh that's a man with a code because he's he's got this loyalty to mandalore and he only accepts the challenge with maul because he is a soldier right he's bound by a code and uh even when he loses the fight he says as you said only the strongest shall rule right so there is some sort of level of respect that i have for that character because even though he's technically a villain in the clone wars like you know he's we've seen him fight kenobi we've seen him you know try his best to to take over satine's rule all this stuff like he's committed a lot of crimes but at at the, at the same way you can't help but feel some sort of sympathy for the guy because He's only just tried his absolute hardest to to make Mandalore, in his opinion, great again in his own twisted way of going about it. Um, yeah. But but he ends up losing the fight, and now anyone else who kind of shared that vision is now on the other side of the fence, and there's this big civil war going on now at this point. So yeah. that leads us into the next episode called The Lawless, and this is like the craziest episode of all of them. Um, but uh, yeah, what's the fortune cookie for this one? Uh, morale, morale, morality separates heroes from villains. Um, sorry, could <laughs> talk there yeah. for a second, but yeah, this one, um, I was, I was like, uh, you know, it, I, I noticed at the beginning of the episode, it said, uh, in, in memory of, uh, Ian, uh, Abercrombie, yeah. right. And, um, he, he voices the emperor in the show. Um, and then with that, I, when I saw the quote, I'm like, Mm, so there, there's got to be something with the emperor going yeah. on. And sure enough, I mean, he, he comes, you know that that famous line. You know, he he uh, he. Um, actually, you know, I'll, I'll save that for. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll let's, get let's start that. with we'll Corky's rescue. Corky, uh, Corky yeah. and his so friends. Back. Yeah, Corky's back. We saw Corky and his yeah. friends back all all the way back in the Mandalore corruption arc when Ahsoka was teaching at the academy. And uh, she, uh, well, the, the the two girls and Corky and uh, Bo-Katan uh, basically break Satine out of prison and they try to rescue her, which ends up not going so well. But uh, it kind of leads into a, a bit of a hologram transmission she sends to the Jedi in a very interesting moment here. Yeah. Um, so they're, the Jedi, they're so political, right? Uh, and, you know, they... <laughs> They they go to um uh they they, they have um it's uh Yoda, Obi Wan Kenobi and uh Kiara Mundi uh and they play this message that's sent by uh Duchess Satine uh to Obi Wan and basically saying, you know, I need your help and all that sort of stuff. And you know, the Jedi at this point they're they're so political in this war, I mean, it has completely taken away the fact that, you know, they're keepers of the peace and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, but, you know, rather than doing what's, you know, quite honestly, morally correct, you know, the right thing to do, uh, instead of that, they kind of just look at, uh, is it morally correct? Or is it a, you know, conflict of interest politically? Yeah. And it's just like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, yeah like, exactly. Why, I mean, you know, like the state of Mandalore yeah. right now, like Maul and his brother have taken over the planet. They've divided the whole Mandalorian Death Watch ranks into a civil war, which is wreaking havoc on the, on Mandalore right now. You know, innocent yeah. people are dying. Satine is in prison, who is the true Duchess of Mandalore, who is, she's not exactly part of the Republic, but she does have 
you know, a seat kind of at the table sort of thing. Like she, she's been in the Republic sessions before. And here the Jedi are sitting around this hologram table, looking at this like desperate cry for help. And Kiadi Mundi is basically the one to kind of say like, well, we can't do anything about it. They're not, they're not part of the Republic, you know? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, like the Senate yeah. will never allow it. And it's like, dude, like you're, you're a Jedi, Matt, like you're the Jedi, like, like you're the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic, like before the dark times, before the empire, like what happened to all yeah. that? Like, like, like that, that's yeah. gone now. Like we're, we're towards the, 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 the solid point of the Jedi's downfall. And it's like, man, they have, they have fallen so far. And, and, it, and not to mention it's under Palpatine's leadership as chancellor. I mean, the whole thing is just this corrupt mess. And you know, and like they've become so political and like just like ugh, that, you know, yeah. that even even like Yoda kind of goes along with that as well. And it's like, man, <laughs> like what is happening? Like like and Kenobi is the only one to kind of go out of his way to to help Satine because, I mean, they're friends and, you know, the Jedi can like operate independently without, you know, the Senate's involvement. We've seen that before multiple times. Uh, especially more recently, actually, it was on the arc when they go to help the people on Onderon. Saw Guerrera and his uh, rebellion. Uh, that that whole arc was a good example of how the Jedi can still be involved with stuff and not bring the Republic into it. But still, like um, like this entire thing is like wow, like this is like this is something that the Republic should be involved in. Like like they they should get get in there and like help, but. Or at least, at least the Jedi, like at least the Jedi, you know, sent somebody and like, nope, nope, sorry, they're, they're not part of our club. Uh, let's just watch from the sidelines. And if it gets worse, maybe we can uh, pass a bill in the Senate and, <laughs> you know, and Obi-Wan is like, yeah. well, you know how long the, the Senate will decide, decide something, right? So he kind of goes out of his way to help. But I can only imagine Anakin's rage in this kind of a situation. Like this is the kind of situation that Anakin sees how stupid like the jedi are and like how uh in his opinion like the jedi are evil and and all, it all goes back to that right like this this is one of those full round circle events right here that's like wow like that's really like the jedi are supposed to be good guys like what happened to that yeah and and you know it just sucks because at the end of the day they mean well but they're so they're so past the point of you know the whole, you know, idea of, hey, why don't you think for yourself kind of thing? Yeah. That's gone. I mean, is they're just totally being puppeteered by by Palpatine. And they listen. That's the worst part, right? It's everything in the war. The the war itself, it's all due to Palpatine. But, you know, it the, it all kind of goes under the rug. It, it's right. They can practically taste it. It's so close. Yeah. But they, they just, it just over their head, right? And... Oh man, it's annoying, but like it's it's a great story, but it's it just it frustrates yeah. me, right? But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Maul kills Duchess Satine, and you know this. She tells Obi Wan that she always loved him, no matter what kind of thing, and that you can tell that kind of cut deep for for. Uh, yeah, Maul wants him to um, suffer and and just you know sit in his in his rod of pain kind of thing you know like like that's his way of destroying kenobi he doesn't want to just kill the guy he wants him to suffer as he's suffered and this is this yeah. is why we constantly see maul like i think this is like the third time 
or something, or the se- it was like the second or third time now that he's had Kenobi in his grasp. Could have just killed the guy. And he and he doesn't want to do it. He's like, no, 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 no. I want him to suffer and feel my pain. I, you know, I want him to feel every cut, everything that I do to this guy. I want him to feel the amount of pain that I've felt. And Obi-Wan is a lot stronger than that. And constantly we see Obi-Wan either escaping his grasp, like Maul's grasp, or you know, he's just not able to break the guy. Like, even though he kills Satine, you can see Obi-Wan is just heartbroken over this, but he's not like, he's not pulling an Anakin where he just straight up goes to the dark side and like starts killing people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he, cause he knows better, right? Yeah. Like, yes, it hurts him, but he knows that as a Jedi, I mean, he can't let his feelings kind of over, overcome his thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, they can, he can't let them pass his, you know, sense of judgment. Um, but you know, they, uh, they, he gets away, right? And he says to Duchess Satine's sister, um, yeah, you Bo-Katan. know, like Bo-Katan, and uh, he says, "I'm so sorry." And you know, uh, then comes a pretty wicked scene. All right, so this is what I've been waiting Palpatine's for. Palpatine's grand know, entrance. Yeah, so you know, it cuts away to Palpatine. You know, he's he's in his office, and then he says prepare my ship and then you know it cuts away we have like the emperor's yeah. theme we have the imperial march subtly in the background you know mm-hmm. he ends up on 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 mandalore where they're at and goes after uh Savage press well, i think and, he senses uh, he Mom. senses at this point he's like okay i now i got into something about it like this goes back to the first yeah. episode that we talked about where you know at the very end he's like okay hey, no jedi jedi just just go focus on the clone war that's 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 what i intended right but mm-hmm. now he's like, okay, now they're messing up with, you know, the the master of my my aspiring future apprentice kind of thing, right? Because he's he's been grooming Anakin this entire time to be a candidate for his his uh, grand plan, right? And and so yeah. like it's like, okay, no, if Obi if Obi Wan cracks, if something happens to that, you know, like like I can't like that's too close to home. So so he's like, okay. Mandalore has been taken over by Maul. Like this has kind of gotten to the point where I need to step in and do something about it. That's right. Uh, and you know, he, <laughs> he ends up on, on Mandalore and he, he duels with, uh, Savage Press and with Darth Maul and, oh man, what an embarrassment. I mean, it's, he just toys with them, right? You know, they both pull out their, their lightsabers and then he pulls his arms out to the side, force pulls both his sabers out, which was kind of interesting that he had two because we see in, in, um, uh, in, in in the movie and he's only only uses Um, one. But in this fight with Mace Windu, his lightsaber gets kicked out the window and lost to the city of Coruscant. Then Yoda comes in and he's got another one. And it's like, oh, he's got another one up yeah. his sleeve. Like this entire time he's got, yeah. he's had two. And, you know, until yeah. this episode, a lot of people just never put together because like I didn't put it together yeah. at least. I was like, oh yeah, he's just, yeah. he's only using one. And it makes me wonder, it's like, was he holding back this always goes back to like was he holding back when he goes up against mace windu like did he purposely i think he was the fight so that it made it look like anakin when he comes around the corner mace windu is like got his lightsaber up to his throat and it's like oh did he actually get out combated or did he did he purposely actually lose that he fight, let him right? like i don't I, yeah. i'm torn on this i don't actually know like what i think about that but um but but the fact is, like, he's got two lightsabers. The guy's a dual-wielding, you know, combatant, if that's the right word. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really cool. It's kind of a revelation. 
in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I, I think he was holding back because like after that display, I mean, dude, he, he's, he's using the force. He's slamming them against walls, choking them and just like, he's toying with them. You know, they're, they're, they're nothing yeah. to him. Right. He's, he's master of all seven styles. He's, insane right uh and you know like i and like you said i totally think that that duel with mace like it would have been over way quicker yeah. i mean we see it at the beginning of the fight those three other jedi that he pops up with he's just like one two three done yeah. uh, you know he, it could have been four yeah but he he decided to stretch it out for anakin to conveniently arrive because he changes his mind right uh, and he has second thoughts on on ratting him out i, I also to, to like to give i mean mace windu he's like the master of the order right like not the grandmaster like yoda but he's like the master of the order so it makes me wonder like if he actually if he actually did actually withstand against sidious for longer than the other guys because he is a very skilled guy i mean like we also saw mace windu play a bit of an important part in episode two at the very end as well uh beheading jango fett and and stuff like that and then throughout the clone wars he's actually been quite a uh powerful guy as well like in combat like we've seen him on the ryloth arc when he when he helped take over ryloth again um there's a few other times we saw him so like every time he shows up though like the guy's got some pretty intense level of power and uh i think like i think like as far as i'm concerned i like to give mace windu the better benefit of the doubt as to say that he actually did last that long due to skill not just because sidious was holding back but probably because um because uh, he is able to like withstand Sidious for that amount of time, whether or not Sidious allows him to kick his lightsaber out the window, that I still I'm still torn about. I'm still wondering if that was intentional or if he allowed that, or if he actually you know happened to give up his saber to to lose that fight on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's a good point. Um, but I mean. Like, like I was saying, I think, I think he could stretch it out. Uh, but I mean, there is the possibility, there is quite a big possibility that, you know, it's Mace Windu. He's one of the top, uh, lightsaber duelists, uh, in terms of, you know, the Jedi, yeah. right? You have Yoda, you have, uh, you have, um, uh, Mace Windu, Anakin, uh, you know, those guys are pretty top tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but I mean, Darth Sidious, he's he's got all seven styles mastered, yeah. right? Like that's that's insane, right? Uh, I mean, you know, and 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 not even that, his force ability, which which kind of, it, 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 you know, I love Episode Three. It, it's my favorite of the prequels, but I mean, it, from what we see in the show so far, I think he was he it was tops the movie, he was just. It? It tops the movie. Yeah. It does top the movie, but it's it's one of those things where it's brain over power. Because I mean, he totally could display all the power he has. But you know, I've got Anakin now. He's the most powerful thing. Like I don't have to lift a finger anymore. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, so I mean, he just lets again. He just lets everyone do the work for him, right? But when it comes, it's it's so cool because when it's time for him to like, okay, Darth Maul's a threat, and his brother they're a threat. I gotta go handle mm-hmm. them. He just destroys them stabs so fast. Uh, yeah oh yeah quickly right stabs oppress in the chest you know defeats maul viciously and and maul of all people Dude, you know cowering, he's displaying, cowering in fear 
cowards, man. Yeah. He's just like, you know, please spare me. Like, you know, yeah. and, and then he's like, I'm, he, you know, he has that famous quote. He, he says to Darth Maul, uh, just before he shocks him, uh, with force lightning, he says, you know what? I'm not going to kill you. Don't worry. I have other uses for you. So it's like he's just pulling another another puppet, but reusing an old one that yes, was in the trash. Now it's back, exactly. right? So so yeah, he's just he's just a genius, and like, ah oh man, like I I it just it sucks because I think that like hopefully there's a lot more of Darth Sidious in the show. Um, because Palpatine's cool and all, but like I want to see Darth Sidious. Um, I do think that uh he's he's kind of robbed of some of his abilities, but it seems like every time it's his turn so far in this first fight, he did not disappoint. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I love that. Uh, when Savage dies, we also saw this when he loses his arm to Kenobi, but, and when Darth Maul's robotic legs get shot at, you saw that the, um, the Sith or sorry, the, the witch magic, is kind of like flowing out of him almost like blood it's like like you know just just streaming out of the the holes in his body and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it's like yeah I, I think I, you mentioned this as well like on one of the previous episodes that we did about how he's just pumped full of magic right like he's just like the guy is like artificially kind of been made to, into a monster right and he's all steroids exactly and it's a great yeah. physical depiction of how how pumped up artificially he was and how like ungenuine uh the guy actually is like he's this powerful beast but then once he's taken down it's like he shrivels up to that skinny guy that we saw him in his night brother village when you know, all those years ago when Ventress, uh, or sorry, all those months ago, I guess it would be, or, or maybe a, a year ago. I don't know how much time has gone by since Ventress recruited him. Um, but uh, yeah, like, like that's, that's basically like the, you know, when he started out, he used to be this honorable, you know, clans, clansman kind of thing. And now he's kind of, you know, in that, in that position of like, you know, the apprentice to Maul and, pumped up and fighting Sidious and all this like like he's come quite far and at the moment of his death he's like uh, like I'm I'm an unworthy apprentice like I, I was never like you I never was and and then he just dies yeah. and it's like yeah okay that that death scene was like really well handled because yeah. because from the moment they introduce the character immediately you start thinking how are they going to execute this character because you never see him again he's not in the movies like, how are they going to get rid of Savage Press? We already know that Maul turns up in Solo, right? Like, that's that's no secret. If anyone's seen Solo out there, you know that's Darth Maul at the very end of the movie. So, you know that Maul survives the Clone Wars. So, like, the question is, is like, does Savage Press survive the Clone Wars? Because we never see him. And, you know, the answer is no, he doesn't. So, so like, how does he die? Darth Sidious kills him. I think that's the best way to kill off a character like that is like the master of all masters just comes in and just boom, done, <laughs> you know, yeah. finishes the fight. Yeah. And, uh, and then to see that all that magic just flowing out of him, like it's nothing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a really cool visual, visual storytelling.
Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, he has he has another good quote in that scene where uh, he he tells Darth Maul, you know, there you've forgotten the rule. There's only two: a master and apprentice. Uh, but then he tells him, you know, I have other uses for you. So I I really really wonder where he's going to go because yes, there's only a master and apprentice. So in this case, at this point in time, yeah. uh, Count Dooku and Darth uh, Sidious. So I, I really wonder how he's going to tie in Maul into the, into the, into the piece. Cause he's not going to give Maul, you know, over Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. Count Dooku is, is, you know, they don't compare. Right. So, yeah. Um, so I think that's actually a great storyline to talk about just now. Very briefly, I'm just going to talk about the lost episodes. Season five is kind of a weird point in the show where where Lucasfilm was then handed off to Disney and then Disney ended up canceling the show. So season six, we only had half the the season in its entirety. And then the other half was kind of fragmented and spliced together with proxy animation episodes. And some of it was adapted into a comic book. And one of those season six arcs was the Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir comic book arc that we have available in the store. So I think once we're once we're done the whole season six, like fully animated episodes, it's a good time to maybe get into that stuff. And we're going to do a full podcast episode just on the episodes that we never had finished. But there was supposed to be a total of eight seasons of The Clone Wars. We only have seven. And the seventh season is a half season. And that half season is an accumulation of a bunch of arcs throughout the missing two seasons that we or two and a half seasons that we uh, that we never got finished. So in a way, it's them kind of saying, I know you fans never got a completed finale to the show here. We're going to throw away a couple, you know, a couple hundred thousand or a couple million just to finish the the series. And then, uh, you know, you can be happy with that kind of thing. So it's a really sad sort of thing because the there's a bit of a gap between what we just saw with Darth Maul and when he turns up again in the um, like later on down the road. Because I know, you know, a lot of people have seen Solo. So obviously, you know that he survives the Clone Wars. And it's worth noting that he does pop up again in the Clone Wars, but it's in the season finale. And there is one arc between now and then that actually takes place, which... Uh, gets him from Palpatine's clutches into the position that he's at in that fu- in that finale arc, right? And that's in the Son of Dathomir comic book arc. So it makes no sense if you just watch the completed episodes and he's like begging for mercy from Palpatine and, and then all of a sudden he's in this completely different position in the galaxy, right? So a uh, minor spoiler there, but but I mean, you know, it's, it's if you've seen Solo again, I'm not exactly ruining anything for you. But... Um, yeah, like it's worth mentioning that that is the case, and we will do an episode covering all that stuff. There was also eight episodes of season seven that they adapted into a novel called Dark Disciple, and that covers Asajj Ventress's story because I know it's been a little bit since we've seen her uh, in the bounty hunter arc that she had with with Boba Fett and Bosk and Dengar and all those cool guys. So. Uh, we do, we do see her again in, in the completed episodes so far that we still have to get through, but it's a very brief appearance and it's nothing crazy. So her actual like story arc kind of gets completed in a way, 
would the eight adapted episodes into that novel. And we're going to do, again, we're going to do an episode completely based on all those unfinished stories. Uh, Diego, you and I are going to be reading Dark Disciple. It'll be my second time reading that book. Uh, your first time. So we're going to be going over that. We're going to be going over the, the Sun Dathomir comic books. And for those of you following along at home, um, Dark Disciple, one of the best Star Wars books ever read. At this point in time, I would say the next time we watch Clone Wars, the next time we talk about season five, the finale, uh, the very last arc of season five, it's safe to start reading that novel after you finish that season. Okay. So um, the Son of Dathomir comics, though, however, even though they're uh, what, what we want to do with those ones is actually save those four more finished season, the, the finished season six episodes, and we'll we'll do those as well. So, so real quick, when we finish the next story arc, season five, you can start picking up Dark Disciple and reading that. Then we're going to finish up season six uh, as far as the completed episodes go. Then we can get into the the Dark Dis- the um, Son of Dathomir comic books. There's four of them. Uh, if you're going out and buying yourself the trade paperback edition, then uh, it's going to be a, a, all four combined into one volume. And uh, it's a brilliant story. It's it's the gap filler that you need to make sense between now and the next time you see Darth Maul. And uh, I cannot recommend it more than, uh, than, than reading it in that particular order because... This is obviously a, a very important character of the show at this point, and we want to make sure that we are, are watching and slash consuming this story uh, in the best way possible because we're doing this in order, right? That's the whole point of this chronological episode order. So that's all I got to say on that. But uh, Diego, how about you uh, wrap us up here? Yeah, well, thanks as always, guys. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in and, you know, stay tuned for more. Please stay safe out there. You know, if you like the show, please give us a five-star rating. would mean a whole lot to us. You know, comments, questions, concerns, whatever you want to talk to us, shoot us an email, send us a tweet, and we'd be happy to, you know, talk to you and whatever you want to know. And, yeah, thanks as always. I'll see you guys next time. All right, thanks, Diego, for coming back on the show. As always, we are getting closer and closer to the end of the Clone War. We have one more arc in Season 5, specifically uh, an Ahsoka Tano arc, and a very, very crucial arc to her character's story. Um, One of my favorite arcs in the whole show, just for the intensity and the performance of the actors and everything. And just the emotion that's involved in that story is one of the greatest story arcs, I think, they ever achieved with with Star Wars The Clone Wars before it was uh, sadly cancelled but uh, you know don't don't worry we still got more after that but but as far as as far as back then when the show had reached a temporary end uh, the next arc would have been the last one that we would have we would have had uh, it, was, it was the last one at the time when the show was quote-unquote cancelled I guess um, but uh, we'll get into all that stuff again we'll get into that later on but uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and I hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, you can reach us at our Twitter feed, SW Escape Podcast. That's in the description below. And uh, send us a voice memo to theescapepod at outlook.com. Uh, looking for any feedback or, or if you guys have any questions or comments on these episodes. Uh, it would be great to hear from you guys. And if you have any feedback on the uh 
the format of how we're doing this, uh, then uh, that would be much appreciated. If you haven't, take a listen to our recent episodes with uh, Ian chatting up, uh, to catching up on Star Wars. That was a great one. And uh, we have more fun stuff coming to you at light speed. So we'll see you next time, guys, for another episode of Clone Wars Talk. And may the Force be with you.